one. Wow, Carly. You really <laughs> did that to me? Yes. Really? You have yes. been watching Terranilius <laughs> far too much if you're going to make yeah. that joke. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think that's our cold open, guys. Carly just ruined yes, ruined the I podcast. Succeeded. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's 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 all from us here. This is the end of the Christian artist. Uh, <laughs> We're shutting down because of you, Carly. Well, he's threatened to do that to Terranilius. So so. I have. Yeah, I've threatened to do that many times to Terranilius, and it hasn't worked. Yep. <laughs> all right. This is the Christian artist honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And my name is Carly. And this little guy's name is Kozo. He is my little elephant friend. And if you can't, if you don't know what why I said that, you know, you're probably just <laughs> listening to the podcast and have, aren't seeing the video. But here he is. Anna made him for me for Christmas, I think. Either Christmas or our anniversary or something like that. A recent holiday. <laughs> and then now I'm all blurry. So, guys, what are we talking about today? Oranges. Oranges. Okay, so we're... Incorrect. What is the name for the study of oranges? Orangeology. Um, no, that sounds too easy. Study of orange name. Well, okay, I don't think there's a... The study of fruits is called... Pomology. There you go. A branch of botany that studies and cultivates fruit. So this is not the Christian and palmology. Um, not what we're talking not about. To no. Be <laughs> no. Not to be confused with the study of hands. <laughs> palmology, yeah. No, palmology. I don't know how to pronounce that. But no, we're not talking about that at all. So last week we talked about theology. Um, we had our good friend AJ on. Um, always a, a fun guest star. And especially with all the random jokes he tries to make on the podcast. Oh my gosh, yeah. I like yeah. that noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, today we're going to talk about, uh, as an extension of last week's, um, we'll just kind of like a natural like progression. Uh, we're going to talk about doxology. So now doxology isn't the same as the other ologies we've gone through here um, because it's not a study of anything. Um, the word, even though it uses the same root word, it's not meant to be like, logos the um like the study of like logia or whatever it's it's uh it's logia from the greek um which basically means uh let's see um oh i i just had this up and then it went away oh uh saying right so like the word right so logos it's like but the the context this is supposed to be like a saying um and so doxia doxa um is uh glory so glorious saying basically is what doxology means um but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it kind of as if it's one of these ologies in the same way uh because it's a natural kind of progression from theology right so we learn about god we learn about theos the the god of scripture uh we learn who he is what he's about what he does and then doxology is, what do we do now? Once we know who God is, what do we do about it? And what's the answer, guys? What do we, what do, we do about it? What do we do about theology? 
We worship God. Ta-da! <laughs> One gold star to you, Carly. Good job. Woo! Um, <laughs> I would prefer to be paid in oranges. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm I'm not a pomologist. Jeez, I don't have that many oranges. Um. <laughs> so we're here, and we're going to talk about doxology, right? We're going to talk about um worship, but also like just to a general, more general extent, right? Like um, a right at- atmosphere of or not, uh, attitude of praise towards God, right? Um, this idea of not just having theology. Maybe maybe this is the best way to describe this, right? Theology is the head, doxology is the heart, right? We 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 can praise God with our minds, right? We, it, it, scripture talks about you know we want to put on the mind of Christ. We want to learn. We want to be academic in in that pursuit. We want to be uh, rigorous rigorous in that pursuit. But we also have to remember that um, theology isn't just about the heart, right? Like or about the the head, right? It's it's not just about academics. It's not just about the brain. It's not just about like ooh this is a fun little thing. No, it's about heart. It's about what do you do and feel and live and believe about God. Um, if I can quote 1 Corinthians 8, 1. No, not allowed on this podcast. You no. think we quote the Bible on this <laughs> okay. podcast? Come on, okay, Connor. Sorry, Come I'll, on. I'll wow. No, uh, 1 Corinthians 8, 1. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies, or love builds up. Love mm-hmm. teaches what it knows. Love takes what it, what it has learned and does something with it. Not just puffs itself up yeah right like i think the, the analogy might be you're puffing yourself up with all this knowledge but it's not going anywhere and so eventually your head's gonna get so full that you're just gonna fall over and not gonna be able to do anything um but no like you know theology is meant to be lived it's meant to be poured out of you um and uh you know most importantly uh into praise to god when i was uh using it in a sermon analogy which i think is on this podcast now i think it's one of the episodes probably um i did knowledge puffs up it's like you're breathing in you're puffing out yeah. your chest but you got to breathe out and you got to do something with with the oxygen i just i just like my analogy better and i was prideful and wanted to use mine instead i repent <laughs> we forgive you uh but yeah so <laughs> the, the thing the other thing that comes to mind though too when we're using the word doxology is the doxology right so there's there is a hymn uh called the doxology and you know it basically just means like the glorious saying right like so it's mm-hmm. like a praise to god it's a very you know short little um uh, uh hymn and it basically goes, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above. I don't know. I actually know the melody um, off the top of my head. Um, I, I feel like I, I should know the melody, but I don't. So I'm just going to say the words. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Right, so common common little hymn that uh congregations specifically protestant congregations um sing uh together um in corporate worship and right like it's just it's just pure praise right like praise god from whom all blessings flow praise him all creatures here below praise him above ye heavenly host praise father son and holy ghost right like literally everything is about god everybody praise him that's like the whole thing 
Um, and that's like, you know, really important attitude to have as Christians is again, not just to be like, wow, it's really fun to study the Bible and like learn all these things. It's like, no, like, remember what's, what's the point of all this. It's not just to, um, to learn things. It's to praise God and, uh, not to, cause I feel like there's a common trope with people who study theology a lot where it's like, they're all about themselves. They're very conceited and arrogant. It's like, yes, uh, look at how much knowledge I have. Mm -hmm. I am, I am right all of the time because I know this right theology. Um, but the whole point of theology, right, is to learn about God. And when you learn about God in a proper way, if you're actually doing this biblically, you should learn that God is great and you are not as, as, mm -hmm. as Carly, um, that's not the exact quote, but, um, uh, last week we had a, a clip that's still in, in the Twitch archives. Um, that was really cool. Um, but right, like it's not about us. It's about God. So yeah, what, what are things we can kind of take away if we're thinking about doxology, if we're thinking about a right praise to God, um, what, what, what should we be thinking about? What should we be on our minds? What, what do we have? What advice in, in, uh, discussion do we have for, um, listeners who are, right they're christian and they're like what's what's up with this doxology thing why should i care about it i got nothing guys i'm sorry you literally have nothing at all i'm just messing with you guys you have an orange i do have an orange i have two <laughs> slices left carly any oh. thoughts oh here here's a good not immediately no Here's a good quote um, that I found on Ligonier, just a quick Google search, um, often attributed to Thomas Aquinas um, in, in English. It's theology teaches of God, is taught by God, and leads to God. Mm -hmm. um, so just, you know, another point in, in that whole whole thing there but right like um the little article that i'm looking up here has a really cool little line here it says when rightly pursued theology reminds us of who we are in light of who god is and moves us to worship him with our whole being this is evident throughout paul's epistles especially when he bursts into praise after outlining great truths about god and his salvation right so we have a lot of uh these examples right so um, first timothy 117 to the king of ages immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen like literally paul and the other uh, people who, who write epistles they do this all the time in their letters right like they just randomly like and i'm talking about god and then oh my goodness to the king of ages immortal like play praise yeah. be forever to him right like who will rescue me from this body of death you know like uh you know praise praise jesus uh and i don't know how the, the verse goes after that but right like in in direct response to who will deliver me from this body of death um paul bursts into praise because he's like this is it guys he did it he did he rescued us from the bondage of death yeah in, in a response to knowledge our hearts should be changed mm -hmm. that's the point of theology um you learn things so that your your heart will be changed your desires will be changed and then your actions in turn will be changed because you want to do different things. And so when, when people talk about, okay, how do you know, uh, like, are there, are there ways to know what is right theology, like signs to know what is right theology? Obviously, what the Bible says consistently is, is right theology, right? By using scripture to interpret scripture, you can know right theology. But another external way to know, uh, what is right theology is whether or not it leads you to right doxology, right? Like it, 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 it uh, leads you to actions that are consistent with scripture. If not, if, uh, 
if it, if it, if it, it leads you to do things that are inconsistent with scripture, that's a sign that you should rethink, oh, maybe I'm misunderstanding this verse. Maybe, maybe I'm not totally right on this theology, this doctrine, because it's not leading me to right worship. So I would say that's something to always watch out for. What was your original question? Um, what advice and thoughts do we have for the listeners about doxology? Oh, oh you're going way back. Okay. Just in general. <laughs> but did I have another, did I have a question after that? I don't know. Maybe just, maybe it's just a comment. Yeah, probably. Sorry. I was distracted by my orange. It's so all good. It seems like the orange is a prominent character in this episode. <laughs> it's fine. There were two of them. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, anyway, so in terms of uh, doxology, I like to go to Isaiah 1, which I think we went to a couple of weeks ago. If I'm not entirely mistaken. Does that sound right? Does anybody have any clue? Yeah, that sounds mm. right. Um, uh, Isaiah 1, 10 through 20 is where I usually like to go and another another uh this this might be another uh thing that is on the podcast is me talking about uh isaiah 1 10 through 20 in terms of right worship i might be mistaken though let me uh pull this up real quick sorry i pulled it up on bible gateway and it was niv and i couldn't do that i'm sorry (laughs) okay so uh hear the word of the lord you rulers of sodom give ear to the instruction of our god you people of gomorrah what are your multiplied sacrifices to me says the lord i have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle and i take no pleasure in the blood of bulls lambs or goats when you come to appear before me who requires of you this trampling of my courts Bring your worthless offerings no longer. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath, the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity in the solemn assembly. I hate your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. So when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, even though you multiply prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are covered with blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from my sight. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. If you consent and obey, you will eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Truly the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's Isaiah 1. 10 through 20. Um, I, 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 uh, you could say I'm obsessed with the idea that uh, modern worship is an abomination to God. Uh, we, we don't care about rightly honoring God. We just care about singing vain praises to God. We just care about uh, whatever tradition tells us is right with God. And instead, we need to understand that God set his, like, killed his people 
the Israelites in certain occasions because they didn't worship him the way he told them to. He literally had them killed. Uh, so maybe we should put a little bit more concern into how we worship God. Yeah, I think it's really important to to see the connection between theology and doxology because I think a lot of times people have their they really think that they have their doxology down, right? It's just right. like I, I sing to God all the time. What are you talking about? I praise God all the time. But the issue is, right, if we're if if it's not flowing in that order, theology to doxology, then we'll be lying about God or we'll mm-hmm. be um uh you know, we're not doing it right because we're um we're not doing it according to the standard that's been set in scripture for how we're supposed to praise God, right? We have so many examples of this. Um, it's just, it's easy to just look in scripture and be like, oh, okay, that's one way you can praise God. That's a way you can praise God. Um, it's just, it's easy to just be like, all right, let's, let's stick to whatever we can see in scripture. That's, that's probably a good standard to follow by. Instead, we, we, you know, we drag out the fog machines and we like start doing all this crazy stuff. Um, that's, you know, it's just like, okay, do we need any of this or, or and are in it, you know, are we really, um, having that flow from theology to doxology, um, instead of just, you know, making worship some sort of concert or just, uh, just, you know, just, just having all of the heart, but not directed in the right way by the mind. And so it's just kind of like empty emptiness, right? Yeah. Um, is this is this connected to worship? Or is that what we're trying to like? That's what I mean. I, I, that's what doxology is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's, right? it's yeah. but it, in a more general sense, right? We're not only you okay. know, songs because that's the one way okay. you can worship God, but you know just worship in general, like the way that we praise God with everything that we we've learned through theology, right? So. Um, but yeah, so any other thoughts? Um, I remember distinctly being at a No Regrets Men Conference with uh, Caleb. And uh, you've, you've probably heard this story before, Caleb. Um, I would assume so, so since I was there. So, well, yeah, but you weren't technically there. Um, so we were, we, were at the, we were at the conference and uh, it, was, it was wrapping up. I think we were trying to go to the last couple of sessions, maybe just the last session. And uh, we stopped to do like a, sorry? I think I remember this. Oh yeah, okay. We stopped to do like a, so so was either I told you this story or it was probably in one of the sermons that- I think uh, it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we stopped to, you know, do, do worship. And so some people from our church were leading the worship. And so far that day, what just the, the songs that they were singing were a little, yeah. But then mostly just the way that the guy was was leading it and the things that he was saying um, were just very disturbing. And it was it was greatly a focus on feelings and, uh, you know, not a focus on the words and the truth behind those words. And so just a classic example of doxology with by, by distinctly saying screw theology let's just focus on praising god and uh it was it was big on feelings and he made it very clear and i was very uncomfortable i wasn't enjoying it and uh there were other people there that i knew were you know not following god rightly and they were loving it and so i i was just super uncomfortable i just i hated it i hated every second of it i was not enjoying it and uh 
Pastor Tim was uh, uh, stacking up some of the chairs because we were going to have service that night. And so he was trying to clean up this area. And so I had a choice. I was like, well, I could go in there and sing these bad songs by led by this, you know, evil person who is not rightly worshiping God. Um, or I could worship God by stacking these chairs and being a servant. And I was like, well, wow, that's a no brainer to me. And I just remember being like, like thinking that whole time of being like, like, I like, why is this is worship? This is, this is worship just as much as that song is because I'm helping out my, one of my pastors and I'm, you know, being a servant and I'm, and I'm helping in this way. And in fact, it, it's technically a more pleasing sacrifice to God because, you know, it's, it's from a true heart, I guess I could say from a genuine heart. And so, and so not to, not to talk myself up because in all reality, I was stacking chairs. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's not a very woo me kind of, uh, um, situation, but, uh, I just, that, that's always stuck with me as, as a comparison of what is, what is worship, you know? Um, well, we could go sing these songs like everybody else, but the songs are bad. The songs are not glorifying to God and neither are the people leading it. So what's a more pleasing sacrifice to God? So yeah, I always thought that was interesting, and that's that's definitely led me in a lot of paths and in, in the idea of doxology of of what is worship, how do we worship God, why do we worship God, and all those questions are important, and all those questions have to start with scripture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think jumping off of that, um. I'm trying to find yeah so in in isaiah one right like that passage um i think it, it really reminds me of not only just the like um make sure we're we're doing worship right but also like it's it's not even just about like the whether or not we're we're singing the right songs or like l- like what we're saying is right but also what is just the state of our hearts before god as we're coming yeah. to worship right um i'm reminded of right uh you know, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Verse 15 in Isaiah 1, even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. And then he, he commands them, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause, right? It's not just, um, all right, make sure you're worshiping right. It's no, you're not worshiping right because your heart isn't right, right? Like this is just a symptom of a much larger problem. Um, these are the, all the problems that you have to solve first. Make sure you're seeking justice, correcting oppression, bringing justice to the fatherless, pleading the widow's cause. Because if you're up here, right, like pretending to do all these sacrifices and offerings in a way that pleases God, um, cause, cause I don't think it looks like in this passage, right? It's not that they weren't doing the sacrifices, right? I'm sure they were technically perfect with all those things, right? The issue was that they were evil. Right. And, and God cares about God, you know, uh, doesn't look on the outside, looks on the heart. Um, and so these people who were doing evil, who were, you know, should have been seeking justice and correcting oppression were actually the ones, um, doing injustice and, and causing oppression. Um, God, uh, you know, saw their technically perfect sacrifice 
as an abomination to him um, because their hearts wasn't right. The heart wasn't right. And so I, I think that also reminds me of um, in uh, I can't Micah, remember the passage. Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Mm hmm. I was also going to think of um, oh, oh, the oh, no, no, oh. It's, it's fine. The passage um, in, and I can't remember where it's found. Maybe you can remember, Connor, where where the the one that Pastor Jeff usually reads um, for communion. Um, but like how a few verses after, like the main thing, where it's just like you know, and this is why we do communion and in First Corinthians eleven. Yeah, First Corinthians eleven, right? So we have this whole. I'll I'll pull it up here so I can read it. Um, but it, re it reminds me of this too. Um, because he's talking about the Lord's Supper and he said, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. And then he just, he has a description of, of what the, the last supper was, but then he goes in verse 27 and says, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill. Have some have died, right? It's the same sort of situation. God is punishing these people because they are um, coming to a thing that should be worshipped to God, and instead they are, you know, they have evil in their hearts. They haven't examined their hearts. They haven't come before God and repented of sin, and so they're drinking and eating judgment upon themselves. And I think that's right. the same sort of thing, right? When we're coming, like literally, if you're coming before, um, you know in a corporate congregation coming before God um, and singing these songs, a lot of times these, these songs are like, you know, I give everything to you, God. And like, it's basically stuff where it's like uh, describing your standing before God and you can be lying. You can be lying out of your, like just out of like crazily lying over the top line about these things um, when you're coming before God and not in the right standing. Um, if you are still in unrepentant sin, um, and you're trying to like sing to God about is like, Oh, right. you know, I'm going to do whatever you know, I'm going to, I'm going to live for you, God, that sort of thing. Right. Like this, this attitude is going to be a, a phony attitude because you're not actually doing it. You're not actually right. praising God in the way that you're living. That comes from the culture in our church that, uh, encourages being fake is, uh, a sing the song and pretend to be happy. Just try to be happy, whether you're happy or not, whether you're rejoicing or not because of the song, just do it because, you know, it, it looks bad if you're not happy while you're singing these songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's our culture. Not only do we, you know, put on a fake face when you walk into church, but you pretend to be all these things because mm -hmm. discipline is bad. That's what we teach our congregation is, you know, we're just going to tell you how to pretend to act. And if you're not acting like that, then we're going to shame you rather than help you or, or like not even care enough to shame you just sit there and be like, give you a dirty look and move on with our lives because I can't, you know, take the time to actually care about a human being, especially when they're doing something wrong. That'd be a waste of my time. Um, and I, I think of uh, just the last two verses of that, Verse 31 and 32 of yeah. 1 Corinthians 11. I was 11. just about to say that, yeah. Okay, good. Um, why don't you take it then? Uh, yeah, verse 31 and 32 says, But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's a, a sense of love there, right? Yeah. It's uh, that's that's why you should be careful of these things, and that's why you should judge yourself on these things, and that's why the Lord judges you, so that you will not be condemned along with the world. That's why God sanctifies His people. We have such a strange culture and concept of all of these things, and when we start with theology we start about start with reading our bible to try to come to conclusions on these things that's when doxology becomes right mm-hmm. yeah carly do you have any other thoughts connor and i've been you know as usual talking a lot but um one thing i was gonna say is that when i was i i had a lot looser of a grasp on the theology of what i actually believed um when I was still an Arminian and um, not saying that every Arminian feels this way, but, right. um, but my experience has been that when I didn't understand a lot of the Bible, because I wasn't reading it enough, I wasn't um, like trying to actually discern what it meant um, according to itself. I didn't enjoy worship and I didn't really understand like why it was so like emotional for everyone else. But now I'm like understanding a lot more about scripture and being in a church that puts a lot of value on the word of God and also on worship. It's become so much more valuable to me. And it like, I actually understand why, why we do it, how we should do it. And like it almost every week in church, it makes me tear up because it's like, oh my gosh, this is like biblical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's honestly something so beautiful about hearing just very, very solid sound, like straight from the Bible, like praise just come out of the lips of the people around you. Yeah. Um, because there's something, I mean, this is just a thing about growing up in evangelical culture. It, it's just a very emotional, right? It's always very yeah. emotional. It's always very, like, feelings, like, uh, love song-y sort of experience. Um, worship has always been like that um, in, not always been like it, but in our current state, right? Like, that's what it's like in a lot of places. Um, and so to finally get to a point where you were like oh wow yeah here this is like what actual worship sounds like and not just like whatever comes whatever words come to mind that this worship artist just is just stringing together and making it sound good um like a lot of you know love and praise and amen and hallelujah it's like no what do all these words mean why are we singing this like i remember uh sitting in church on the song now, I don't remember what the song was called. You might remember, Caleb, but uh, we were sitting uh, right behind uh, Pastor Jesse Thompson, which is our, our worship pastor, and they were singing a song that said uh, that you couldn't stand heaven without us. So uh, What a beautiful yes. name. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that so line Jesus, always bothers me. Yeah, yep, same. You couldn't stand heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought heaven down. And uh, I remember Caleb and I both watching as Pastor Jesse didn't sing that specific line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and so, and, and well, first of all, he was the worship pastor, so I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, I don't I don't know exactly what whatever happened with that situation, but 
but here's the deal. I mean, that's uh uh-huh. we that, we can't is, just we can't just make up whatever these yeah. songs are saying like we, uh, we we can't just just string together something that sounds nice without thinking through the implications right and and us as christians when you're sitting and, and listening to a song it's okay to not sing the lyrics like I, I okay we have this this strange idea that unity means compromising on truth and compromising on what you believe in unity means you agree on the same things that's that's the command in first corinthians 110 to be of the same mind of one accord that doesn't mean let's pretend that we're of the same mind and of one accord it means let's actually let's actually be of one mind yeah right and that that means we have to figure out hey what do you believe about this what do you believe about this okay let's 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 talk about this let's go to the bible and figure it out the the term let's agree to disagree is not what the Bible commands in 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now, if we're talking about uh, uh, like food laws and, you know, like those types of things, wh- what holiday we or what day we should celebrate a holiday or stuff like that, Romans 15 says to each his own. Mm-hmm. That's, but then even then you're not agreeing to disagree. You're agreeing that it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And it's not something you should divide over. So therefore, you're of the same mind, <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, uh, w- with these with these types of things, you know, take a stand, like for real, take a stand on 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 the things that you you know is what the Bible actually says, and let's let's divide on these things because we're not going to get anywhere if we just pretend, and so when when uh, you know your worship pastor sings a, a song. And you're like, wow, that's <laughs> that's not biblical. Don't don't sing it as a specific. Um, no, I'm not going to worship God like that. And take it seriously, and then talk to your worship pastor about it one on one, and be like, hey, did you know about this Bible verse? I don't think that's you know the truth that this song was singing. And if and if they're not going to change, you leave it like that. But at least try to be of the same mind. At least try to to say hey let's uh you know let's work through these things let's be genuine christians where we actually talk about these things rather than being afraid to because at the end of the day when people disagree especially when they're christians you don't end up murdering each other at least you shouldn't (laughs) yeah and so when you disagree on these types of things it's okay to tell people hey i disagree with you on this it makes it a lot easier when someone turns out to be a false teacher or a heretic and they don't actually and they're not actually saved or something crazy like that to rather exploding and being like wow this is really bad you'd be like yeah i mean we've talked about stuff like this all the time and this is just a natural escalation of what he already believed and what i already told him hey this is not what the bible teaches give yourself some some uh some leeway maybe is the way to say it of uh not exploding on people because you've been holding all this in for forever that's not that's not a biblical concept to hold in the truth i don't i i don't know where we got that from but it's not in the bible so i mean slow to speak yeah that's great be patient that's 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 great you know uh be humble don't think you're all that that's great but uh when when the bible is right and you know it i mean the bible's right and you should tell people 
I don't, I don't see where this, I just don't. And like, like it literally comes down to love, right? Like, like love is the fulfillment of the law. And if someone is breaking the law, right. Why would you not tell them? Because we care more about our comfort than we do about them. About their actual genuine well-being. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care when people sin. We care about when we sin. That's, that's, that's the mindset of, of Christians nowadays. It's everybody worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that kills the point of church. Yeah, I, I've been reading uh, recently, I read through first, second and third John and Ooh. so heavily Good emphasized. Books. Yes, so heavily emphasized that um, like actual love is brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. caring about each other and what each other are doing in the body. And so if we don't try to um, correct each other on like extreme biblical things, like, you know, primary doctrines and right worship, because God takes worship very seriously, then we're not loving one another. And that's another thing I wanted to clarify with, um, with when we choose to not sing certain songs or certain lines of songs, like what a beautiful name, it's not because we just personally don't agree with that lyric being correct. It's because it's not in the Bible. And if we're not singing from the Bible, or at least things that are proven true from the Bible, then we're not loving one another because we're not singing the truth that is like, we're not, oh my gosh, I can't use words. Um, (laughs) We are not rightly worshiping God. And we're also doing that with other believers and so that shows that we don't really love them because we're not rightly worshiping god alongside them if that makes sense yeah um the song they'll they'll know we are christians by our love has anybody ever looked at the lyrics of that song because it's a lot better than i thought um uh my my uh one of my coworkers was listening to it today and there was it was a, a cover from for king and country so i don't know if this is the original or not but uh it starts off by saying we are one in the spirit we are one in the lord we are one in the spirit we are one in the lord and i pray that our unity may one day be restored and they'll know we are christians by our love yes they'll know we are christians by our love we will walk with each other we will walk hand in hand we will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand and together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if this is just a really great correction of the song or what, but when I've heard this song before, it's, they will know we are Christians by our love. And instead of so, talking about it in context of, yeah. they will know we are Christians because we love other Christians, you know, uh we just say well well no they'll know we are christians by our arbitrary definition of love which is very relative <laughs> for the world yeah. you know what it means yeah uh that's and and that's that's not the point of uh of scripture i mean caleb has the reference up now but also just galatians 6 do good to everyone and especially those of the household of faith there is a priority there do you have the reference kip nope you just thought I did. Oh, I was looking up the lyrics to make sure that oh was boy. the correct lyrics. What are we looking yeah, up? The, the uh, no your questions by our love thing? Yeah. Uh, it might be John 13. No. 
First John four. I think. That sounds great. Hmm. I'm looking at the verses that they're well, yeah, we have verse uh first John four seven, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Um John thirteen thirty five. They shall know. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you yeah, have yeah. love for one another. Yeah. Like, literally, I think most of the people, when they sing that, it's just like, they'll know we're Christians by our love. So, like, yeah, be nice to everyone. Right. It, no. That's what they mean. It's, it's like, no. Yeah. Like, it's literally like, we are a community. Yes. Love yes. Christians. Be, yeah. It's, yes. Be nice to everyone. That's, of course. that's great. <laughs> you know, love everyone. But that's not how they will know that we are Christians. Yep. They will know we are Christians because we love one another. Even even earthly fathers give good, good gifts to their children, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about yeah. being nice to people. It's about yep. loving like Christ has called us to love. And one of those ways is specifically to love Christians, to have more of a priority for Christians over other people. <laughs> that's yep. literally what that is saying. And that's the reason, that's the why, why the world will know that you are Christians, that you are that you are a Christ follower is because you care more about Jesus than you do yeah. about them. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I I get irritated sometimes on this podcast. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> Not at you guys. Just at yeah. the Yeah. I, it's so easy <laughs> to, to not have bad theology sometimes. That uh I don't know. Maybe that's prideful of me. Maybe that's prideful of me to say. I mean, yeah, let's go back to what they said in the Calvinist movie. Let's be patient with other people and, and, and their incorrect theology. Let's be as patient as God was with us, yeah. with our bad yeah. theology. So, I mean, I was presented with Calvinism and I immediately changed. So I had about two minutes of patience before I came back. <laughs> wow. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> that's not true though, Connor. No, that, okay. To be fair, that it was true. That was definitely true. No, but then limited true. atonement, dude. I yeah, we okay, always have right. a long limited okay. atonement phase where okay. nobody yeah, knows right. if they believe yeah. that or not. All right, all right, fair enough. But um, okay, so ra- random tangent. But I think the more I've studied, uh, like Calvinism, the more I'm like, no, we need to start with limited atonement because, like, mm-hmm. that's where everything. Yeah. Like, if we start there, then everything else makes sense. <laughs> yep. I mean, I say we start with total depravity. And once people get that, then everything else makes sense. Yeah, it should be total depravity and then limited to total. Yes. Another verse on that same vein, um, 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brother. Yep. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, first John, second John, and third John, man. That, that's that's where yeah. stuff is at. Oh my gosh. I just, I posted about a similar thing because I've been reading all of them. <laughs> yeah, I love First John so much. I made an album about it. It's true. Yeah. That I still need to actually record and release. Yeah, <laughs> this is the Christian artist. Yeah, yeah. Be a good place to uh, do that. To do what? I don't know. I don't know what you were meaning by that. <laughs> to re- no. to record and release it? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, all right, guys. I guess this is the last regular episode. The rest of the podcast is just going to be live streams of me recording and editing and releasing 
my album. Well, no, you can just you can just do that every other day besides Monday and Thursday and Friday. Sure, sure. (laughs) I'll probably do that this year. Actually, that's probably it. Should be on the agenda. I think what I might do is start a Kickstarter for that. Mm -hmm. I might do. You should do that. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure people would give me money. (laughs) I think it would. I know I would. Thanks, (laughs) thanks, Connor. Uh, but yeah, any other thoughts on Duxology? I think it's just really good to like examine your heart, and if you're if you're reading through like a say like you're reading through a theolo- theology book or just you know the Bible, but like you know anything in general like that that has like theological like kind of intellectual richness, right? So it's like oh wow this doctrine. If if your response isn't like wow god you're so cool i don't know maybe examine your heart right like because if it's just like a dry kind of intellectual pursuit i mean one why are you reading like what are you doing it for if it's not like moving you emotionally um but uh right like just looking through like i mean just romans right like you can see all the all throughout romans paul is like getting into some really deep theological content and then he'll just randomly be like and guys god is so awesome isn't he because he did the thing and the the, the thing ah it's like if if we're if we're not having that like reaction right like every every section of romans is called doxology (laughs) yeah yeah right if we're not having that reaction as we're going through this um then maybe we aren't approaching the study of theology correctly in the first place so um to to go back to the whole idea of of uh you know not being happy in worship uh-huh. uh, obviously do not <laughs> that take... sounded weird out of context don't be happy in worship guys never never be that's happy. that's not what i said i know you said okay. to go back to the idea of not being happy in worship oh yeah <laughs> obviously okay fair enough uh not obviously we shouldn't be fake about it but uh first thessalonians 5 16 through 18 rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the for this is god's will for you in christ jesus like uh you know people always ask what's what's god's will for my life you know you just just read them that that's literally you know god's will for the christian the christian person is to rejoice always to pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks so with that in mind, we should examine our hearts and be like, why am I not happy right now? Why am I not rejoicing in, in, in praising God right now? And granted, that could be because it's not correct worship. But also, I would say it could just be because you're really stingy and it's not the perfect theology. And so you're not going to give God worship. And I'd say there's a very fine line between those two, but uh, yeah, I mean, just what Caleb said, examine your heart, even, even when reading your Bible and, and, or, or singing worship to God or, or serving somebody, are you doing it because you feel like you should, or are you doing it because you want to? Uh, First Corinthians, I think, oh no, I'm sorry. I think it's second Corinthians nine of uh, the whole, the whole, uh, tithing isn't a thing anymore it's just offerings right we don't give out of compulsion we give cheerfully you're a, a god loves a cheerful giver um 
that's that's how our hearts should be not in just money but in every way that we worship god we should be a a cheerful giver because god has given me literally everything and so everything i do should be honoring to him Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm that's yeah that's my piece that's my two cents Sure, sure Uh, Carly, you have any other uh, last thoughts? Probably a shorter episode. No, I think so. Okay. Well, so so okay. So if we're gonna end, do you have anything else to say about doxology? Uh, me, uh, I, I nothing comes to mind immediately. So go ahead. Okay. All right. So um, I wasn't here last week, so I haven't okay. been able to talk about the abortion ministry yet. Ah, yes. Um, yeah. Let's take a little bit of addendum to yeah, do that. Yeah. So, uh, not this Friday, but last Friday, um, Angel and I went out to, I'm sorry, not, it wasn't even Friday. It was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. We went out to the Planned Parenthood in Madison, one of two, the one that they have strict abortion services. There's another Planned Parenthood in Madison that does other things. We did one. Um, we went to the one where it was abortion services. That's, that's what it was listed online is. That's what they do here. Nothing else. It's just quote unquote abortion services. Um, so we went out there um, with a sign that said babies are murdered here. And we pled for the lives of innocent children. And uh, if you are listening to this and you know of my Facebook, you can go and look at this giant, giant thing, giant debacle that happened because Angel took a picture of me before we left standing out there in the rain um with the sign and uh, i posted that on my facebook and just explained to people what we were doing and essentially what we did is we went out there um there were some other catholics that were on the sidewalk with us when we had the opportunity we would talk with them they would inform us about stuff that uh, about who the people were going in which person was a worker which person was a customer stuff like that who is the the person in charge stuff like that um and how many babies' lives they had saved and stuff like that, too. And we got to preach the gospel to them. Some of them were actually Christians, which was really cool. Some of them had a correct understanding of what salvation is. And, and I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, I, I met a saved Catholic. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so that was really fun. That was really cool. But then we, as as people were, uh, um, as, as women and sometimes fathers were coming in, um, they would, they would pull in, um, and they would get out of their car and immediately Angel and I would just say, please don't, don't do this today. We will, we will literally do anything for you. We will, we will pay to, to get your child adopted. We will adopt your child ourselves. If we had to, we will pay for anything. If, if you just don't murder your child today, just don't murder your child, please. We will love you. We want to help you. And they would walk in completely ignore us some people would flip us off and and swear at us and they would just walk in and murder their children and it was honestly it was i want to say it was shocking but at the same time i kind of knew from uh apologia studios and uh different documentaries that we had been watching about abortion um and about abortion ministries that that's that's who the people are now um we don't have these um powerless women anymore who have no other option these these women 
want to murder their child. These women enjoy murdering their children. These, these women don't care that there's another option. This is convenient for them. And so they go in and murder their child. And so it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, and there was a, there's a, a free women's health clinic right across the street that provides, well, I shouldn't say not everything they do is free. They provide free ultrasounds. They provide um, free um, uh, uh, consultations. They provide all sorts of things. And anything that they could want to get from the other Planned Parenthood, not this one, because this one only gives abortion services, they could get at the so clinic. Yes, this clinic give, can provide them anything but abortions. Yes. Um, and so there's literally no excuse. There's, there's no excuse because they walk in there specifically to this building because they want to get an abortion. There's no other reason to walk into this building. And everything across the street will give them everything else that they could possibly want if they were pregnant, except for let's murder your child today. And then there are, there are people there who are saying, please don't do this. We will literally do anything. We will provide any resource possible. We provide any money possible. We will, we will even find people in our church to adopt your child. Don't murder your child. And they do. And there's, there's no excuse for it. There's no reason to, besides the fact that they are sinners, they are depraved, and they want to do this. And we did not encounter a single person who hesitated. Even, even gave us more than a, a, are you serious, kind of glance as they walked in. Um, and so just to clarify all of that, so we went out there. And we're saying those things. And we also, when they would not respond, we would say, please do not go into this place of death. They murder children here. And then when we had the opportunity, we would preach the gospel to them as well. Um, nobody talks to us that first day at all, um, except for the Catholics that were on the sidewalk. And so we just preached the gospel to people. And uh, the, the, as soon as we got there, there was somebody in, there's a guy in a car and there was a woman inside and the Catholics told us that, yeah, there's a woman already inside. And we just kept saying to the, to the man trying to preach to him and stuff like that, like, please, this is murder. Don't kill your child today. If, if, if you have a woman or a girlfriend or a wife inside, go get her because she's murdering her child right now. Don't let this happen. We will do anything for you. And we're preaching the gospel to them. You, you're sinning against the God that you know exists and you're going to face him one day. And it is loving for us to come out here and tell you, please don't do this because you're storing up wrath against a holy God. And so all of these things are happening. We're preaching the gospel to people, telling them how to be saved from the wrath of God to come. That's what we did with the workers, all this, all this stuff. And even then, even then, explaining all of that on Facebook and stuff like that, I've had Christians tell me what I'm doing is wrong. And I've had... Um, just all sorts of non-Christian people tell me that I'm harassing people and not, and not being loving and all sorts of things. And so on my Facebook, I just got to preach the gospel to them as well. And so this, this has just been a, a very, just a, a great experience of, of doing something where I know I'm doing the right thing because of what God's word tells us in Proverbs 6 that God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. Psalm 139 and Jeremiah 1, that the, a baby in the womb from the moment of conception is a unique human being created in the image of God with unique DNA from the moment of conception. That's what science tells us. 
Um, and also in Proverbs, I think 22 or 24 verses 10 through 12, 24, 24, 24 verses yeah. 10 through 12. So tell us to, to, uh, hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter, slaughter, stumbling to the slaughter. Um, and so I know from God's word, what I'm doing is, is, is right. And I'm doing it with a, a loving heart. And I, I, I am seeking to, to help these people and to preach the gospel to them. And, and, and it's a struggle. It's a process, you know, we're still trying to, to, to nail down how everything that we should be doing and, and how we should be doing it. Um, and then this, this Friday, so three or four days ago, um, on good Friday, Caleb and I, Angel, Mickey Ginter, and Kathy Pinch, who's a girl, not Kathy Pinch. I'm sorry. That, that's your mom. <laughs> I was going to say, Kathy, my mom Kathy, isn't in Wisconsin. Yeah, no, Kathy LaFever, <laughs> who came. Fever, yeah. who's, who's, we know a lot of Kathy's that have yeah. different last names. <laughs> Kathy is a senior in high school and she had spring break and she was like, I, w- I would love to come out with you guys. And so we had um, five of us then who were able to go out to the abortion clinic. We had two women there then as well, which is what a bunch of wise Christians and my life told me to do is, yo, well, I guess just say two. Um, we're like, yo, you should get, you should get women out there with you because that's going to be, um, you know, if there is somebody who has been raped and they go in here to murder their child because they do don't have any other option, the chances of them talking to you is very slim. Yeah. Even if you are saying all the right things. And so I was like, Oh no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, and so, and so we had two women come out with us that day then, and it was great. And uh, we even were confronted by a woman who was donating to Planned Parenthood. And she was like, you're not a woman. You don't understand. And Mickey was like, I'm a woman. I understand. And I think it's wrong. And uh so that was just, it was such a great help. We all were like, whoa, mic drop, Mickey. Woo. Go Mickey. And, yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, but, but honestly, so, so that's just, that's the experience that we're, that we're um, dealing with right now. And we're trying to get our church involved. Um, and we're going to uh, be talking with our pastors and stuff like that. And trying to bring it before the congregation of, of just getting people to provide resources and having parents signed up to adopt the children if somebody is willing to turn. Um, and so, and so all these things are going on. And so just as the listeners of this podcast, if you'd be praying for us, we would really appreciate that. Um, just going into this. And if you have any ideas, we would love to hear that. Um, we're already making more signs and AJ has this brilliant sign, um, that basically says we want to help you. Um, and there's forgiveness in Christ or something like that. And, um, I think it's, I think it's, we love, we love the women we love the children or love the babies or something like that. And there's forgiveness in Christ, something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was and it has verse references and stuff too. And we haven't been able to use that one yet because AJ hasn't been able to come out with us yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. Um, miraculously, I think I'm going to be able to get Fridays off for this. Mm. So that's really cool. Yeah, so, so we're planning on regularly every Friday yeah. being there that's basically awesome. from open to close. Um, and uh, yeah, like, and just just as a like a slight addendum on my end, um, uh, not addendum, but you know, ad- addition, um, right? So like, I, I, this is like this is serious stuff, and I I think like none of us really realized how serious it was until we actually were there and just yeah. did it, because yep. like 
it is so intense. It is so spiritually draining, and yes. there's you you can all you can tell there's spiritual warfare going on. Um, like this is like legit. Like like we got to think about it this way. Like these people are literally going inside this building to murder their child, and what like a total of I don't know six people were standing out there. Yeah, plus you know some others, but like. If we really, truly got it, we yeah. would be massed outside of every single Planned Parenthood clinic in existence. Yeah. And constantly protesting so that they just had to shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't... In, in, like, uh, it just... It's so important and just like... So be praying for us and... We were really hoping to just get our church involved as a whole, just in this in this ministry, um, to get other people to be able to come out with us. I honestly, our our like uh, eventual goal is to be able to be there every, all the time, like literally every single moment they're open. Um, but obviously, that's gonna take the entire church working together to do to make that possible. Yeah. Um, but we're hoping to do that. So. Yeah. And just something, and, and obviously just every single time we see Angel now, we're talking about this of how we should handle this and stuff like that. And uh, one of the things that Angel kept bringing up is, or I shouldn't say kept bringing up, but brought up the last time on Thursday when we were talking about it is he was like, people always say, you know, well, you know, we can't make these women feel guilty. So we shouldn't use the word murder. Don't call it murder because we're not trying to make them feel guilty. I'm not trying to shame them. It, why not? Now, what, now, what else is going to change their mind? Yeah, shame right. is a good thing. Like, honestly, so, like we we don't have an idea for good shame in our society. Like, yeah. So, so let's let's clarify this because there's there are people that go out there and they scream murder at them. Yeah, and that's not that's, what we're saying. That's not Absolutely. what we're doing. But when it comes down to it, if if a woman is actually going in to murder her child, we need to tell her that. Yep. Do not do this. You are murdering your child. Don't you understand that? You're going to stand before God one day, having murdered your child. And the Bible says that that children are a gift. And you're taking that gift and you're literally murdering it. And and that that is a, a that is bringing people to a godly sorrow, which leads to repentance, as Second Corinthians seven tells us. So uh yeah, just just keeping that idea in mind. Um, and just as a challenge to you as listeners, I have no idea where most of you come from, um, just because I, you guys don't tell us who you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> no, I mean, let's, it's, it's, let's be honest. Yeah. We need to have a good, good, uh, uh, idea of shame in our society, even in our podcast society. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, you know, look into this and to see where, where there are, um, abortion clinics, in your area um, and go to endabortionnow.com and they will provide literally all the resources you could possibly want or need uh, for doing this as long as you're going through your local church to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we would, we would, we would absolutely admonish you to do not do this by yourself unless you have to go to your local church, you know, get the backing from your local church submit to your elders and pastors which are the same thing hopefully and yeah 
don't don't do this by yourself just you know you're not supposed to you're not supposed to do this by yourself not only is it dangerous to go to an abortion clinic by yourself but uh don't don't go by yourself just don't do it so but yeah yeah so that's that's what we're doing um and uh there is there's a there's a, a guy who has been going out there for 15 years and he's a catholic and angel and i believe he is saved just as from our interaction with him um and asking him about the gospel and stuff like that uh, his name is don and he said that he is saved i think 24 to 26 women, uh, uh children so he's turned away 24 to 26 women away from the clinic um and four of them have brought back their babies born and alive for him to hold and he said it was the greatest greatest feeling possible and so i mean we're going to be out there doing this hoping that planned parenthood to be shut down and there's really no way to calculate exactly the um the effect this of this ministry but we're hoping that we're going to go out there and literally not figuratively literally save the lives of babies yep and so I will take any criticism from any Christian on the planet um, and say, you're wrong yep. because we've seen other people do this exact thing and save lives. There's literally a person right next to me who has saved over 20 lives and has seen the lives and held the lives in his hands. You're wrong. This is going to save lives no matter the cost and so that's what we're going to do and uh we're going to be preaching the gospel because even if we do save somebody's uh stop somebody from murdering their child we want them to be saved not just check off once not i didn't do this in and then go to hell we don't want them to be saved temporarily we want them to be saved eternally right so yeah so that's that's what we're doing that's where we're at yeah, no, so I'm sure we'll give updates um, on the podcast too. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically, I mean, we, we started doing the Thursday evangelism at Whitewater and then now doing this. And we're just, I mean, this is a regular part of our everyday thing now. And I'm yep. honestly, like, I'm so about it. Like, I I don't think I've ever, like, this is, this is like, I want to say like new life for me, just, just in, I don't know how else to phrase it. Right. It's just, it feels so different. My entire life feels so different now that like I'm regularly preaching the gospel to people like actual real people. And like, <laughs> that's the thing. Cause I didn't, we didn't do it. Right. Yeah, and it, and yeah. it, it was, it's so frustrating to think about my dumb existence right before this. Um, like, Everything else just seems so trivial. Once you're literally actually seeing people come face to face with the gospel and accept or reject it, right? Like this is real. So, and uh, just as a closing to the whole doxology movement, yeah. then, right? How do we worship God? And let's just go back to Isaiah one, and that's kind of partly why I brought that up, is so that I could just yeah. really coolly bring that back. Good <laughs> go full circle here um i think it's verse 16 uh 
16 and 17, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from my sight, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. That's what we're doing. Um, and just just kind of a, a closing of this 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 whole idea of doxology and what we're trying to do with the abortion ministry is we're trying to seek justice. And I don't think Christians understand that that's a good thing. Um, if because if we love God, our eleventh commandment, yeah, thou shalt be a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's not in the Bible, and so we we seek justice. And I think Micah 6, 8 sums it up very well. Seek justice, love mercy, right? Walk humbly with your God. We seek justice. We want evil people to face the punishment that they deserve. And yet we love mercy. And so we seek justice that they'll get what they deserve. And once they understand, wow, this is, this is what I deserve. I, I, I deserve this. I, 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 this is this is what I deserve. Then we love mercy and can can show them mercy. That's that's that idea. That's the whole the whole story we were talking about the other day when we were talking about hamartiology. Um, is that story of that that uh, that dad prosecuting the people that that beat up his son, getting them, you know, convicted of the crime, having their sentence be declared, and then him paying the fine for them. Like that's that's a biblical definition of of love is seeking justice of loving what god loves and hating what god hates seeking justice and loving mercy and that's exactly what we're trying to do um and yeah that's we could go a little bit more into detail with that but i feel like i don't want to get too much hate mail so <laughs> Well, cool stuff. This, uh, this has been The Christian Artist. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show, um, on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show, and at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. We'll be back next week. I think let's uh, – are we going to do – should we do an art thing next week? Do we have an art thing? I don't know. Let's think about it. Well, we don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll think about it and, and get back to you. We, we'll we still have so many ologies to get through, but uh, yeah. we'll figure out what we're going to do. Um, but yeah, we have um, Ternalius Thursday. I don't think we're... No. Because no, Josh is out of town. Because right? Josh is out of town. Yeah. No yep. on a Domini. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, I think that's it for, uh, from us here at the Christian Artist. Have a fantastic week! And oh, I think... hold up, yes, Carly, when are you seeing uh, Endgame? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna have you not we're been gonna... doing a Marvel rewatch, Carly? No. <laughs> so, so we're gonna be uh, I'm so behind the Marvel movies. <laughs> we're gonna be trying to. Uh, we're gonna be watching it on Saturday. So if you also watch it again before Monday, 
we can do a review of not only Endgame, but Caleb did a rewatch of the entire Marvel series. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we can just talk uh, about Marvel. Yeah, we could we could do a Marvel. Uh, yeah, I think I think let's plan on that. I'm into and that. We, we yeah. always give updates on. I will on try to do that. Yeah. Like that but. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, in the close here in the in the credits, I'm gonna go ahead and just play the song I wrote about abortion. Um, oh, okay, yeah. cool. And uh, but that's that's it from us. Uh, we are out. Have a great week. We're not out, Caleb. We're in. Like the water I was baptized in In this light I drown my selfishness And that is the way that it starts With the abandonment of my artificial heart So what do we make of this? Are we hit or miss? Is there still a chance to change the world? 
I believe that God is good And I believe that He is Lord over everything Even our brokenness Oh, I believe there is a chance No, I believe there is more than a chance Yeah, that God I serve is the Lord of life Yeah, He conquered death He conquered all So if you say It's a foolish cause I look you in the face And say you're wrong Jesus Christ He rules the world To Him be dominion forever and ever Jesus Christ Him be dominion forever and ever. Jesus Christ, He rules the world. To Him be dominion forever and ever. Jesus Christ, He rules the world. Him be dominion forever and ever. Whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to mankind. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work?